<laughs> Snap to it, Jason. <laughs> he can be silly, but he's very charming, which is why I married him. I have to say, this morning on Clubhouse, we were talking about careers and purpose. I found you to be very wise. If crying on Clubhouse is wise, that's, uh, I'll take it. Being vulnerable is very sexy. Well, I like to call it courageous instead of vulnerable. Oh, that's, that's a good <laughs> reframe, being courageous. <laughs> because you know what? We were talking about our careers. And for anyone that has followed us in the last year, you know that Jana and Jason, we have been resurrecting our career and we fit right in that time frame in our 40s where people sometimes start to get a little uneasy or yeah. maybe they start asking those real questions like, you know what, is this what I want to do for the rest of my life? Is this is this what I've done all my life? Is this as good as it gets? <laughs> this is not the blueprint that I had drawn up for myself when I was a teenager. Have I peaked? Is my college for this? Have I gotten complacent? Am I going to die doing what I'm doing now? Will I leave a legacy? Oh, mm, maybe am I maximizing my potential? All these questions start going through my life. Like I thought my life was going to be bigger and better. And sometimes you have to let go of a pretty good career in order to explore an extraordinary career. Or even just security. If that's all it is, is just security. You have to let go of security to grab hold of greatness. And as you and I both know, there is a whole transition process that happens. And if you can find a coach that can help you through that process, I mean, you have to align your values with your mission, with your purpose. And then you, you talked about finances. We have to be real. We have to pay bills and be responsible. So it's really finding what is it that you want to do? What are you naturally good at? How can you help the world? And and if you can find a coach that can kind of walk you through that process yeah. and maybe make it a little bit easier, well, that's what we found today. You're welcome. Her name is Alicia Ali. Welcome to the stage. Woo. She's a career <laughs> coach. How are you today? Thank you, guys. I, I think I'll engage you to do my marketing. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you for joining us on the Living Lucky Podcast. So she created Unique You Careers. What made you decide to come up with this? Because this is a unique career in itself to help people find their, their career paths. Yeah, thank you both, uh, Jan and uh, Jason, for having me here. Um, it's always a pleasure to talk about careers because for myself, you know, I've been through three types of careers, the academic, the corporate, and now what people call the adventure, you know, being an entrepreneur. I like to call it more an adventure. Um, and the reason why I chose this name for my company is because each one of us comes with a different story, a different uniqueness. Our lives are different. Our It's like our fingerprint. Our uh, careers are different. And even if you did the same job like I did, we would have a different approach. 
So we all have this uniqueness. And I, I, you know, I struggled with this name for so many months, but in the end, I kept going back to it. So it was for me. And you know what? It was free. So I took it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> well, that's always, that's mm. always Jason's bottle, bottom line. That's right. It's his frugality that How comes out. <laughs> but it's so, it's so interesting what you said, because everyone, you can be doing the same position as someone or the same job, quote unquote, but perspectives, just being an inch apart, the perspective. There's only is still one different. you. That's There's right. only one you. Amen. So, so what is your story? I know that you had a very successful career in the pharma industry. Uh, I'll let mm-hmm. you tell us more. Tell, tell us, what is your story? Yeah, my story, I can go way back. I'm not that young. <laughs> but since you introduced the topic on career transition, I think uh, sharing my story around that um, would be most helpful for the audience. Um You know, we mentioned the mid-40s. Something happens to us. And whether we take the steps ourselves to change that or not, something is happening around us that drives us in that direction. And you must have heard of second Saturn. It's like every 20-something years, something else happens in our lives and our careers. Divorce rates also go up in our 40s. Um, So this is what is happening People are now starting to realize, like Jason said, starting to realize that, is this it? But most of the time, this is happening unconsciously. We are not really sure what is causing us to feel that icky feeling. And most of the times, people will get through that phase and they will struggle and they will stick with that security in that job. But then for some of us, like all the lucky ones, we tend to get a trigger from the outside. And in my case, it was a trigger in terms of the big corporation that I was working for. We ended up having a big redundancy program. I actually helped in that reorganization, but in the end, I also had to leave. It was hard. It was really hard. Uh, but nonetheless, I, I believe that there are two types of changes. There are small incremental changes, and then there's the big step change. And I like big step changes. Yes. So I, <laughs> I took that opportunity and, okay, I did go through an identity crisis, which mm-hmm. is something we can talk about. Um, but indeed, it takes time and different people take longer to recover from something like that. But with a coach, you could accelerate that. And that's what I did. And um, I always knew I wanted to be somewhere in the career domain. And, you know, everything just lined up for me. Yeah, we can definitely talk about identity crises. We can talk about going through transitions. I mean, you are speaking (laughs) our language and you're also, you mentioned lucky. I feel like we're living lucky. And when things start to align, that's kind of where we like to live. And I want to touch back, if you don't mind, real quick, because you'd said that um, people have that, this two Saturns cut rising, is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Because I returns. Okay, so I hadn't heard that except for from our friend Michael Siever, who okay. wrote the book I know. Yes. And mm-hmm. I I wanna 
ask you, do you think it's because when we're in our career fields, we spend so much time in our career fields? So we're, we're working 16 hours a day or 12 hours a day, then the commute, then they come home, make dinner, things like that. And then you only have a limited amount of time with family. And that moment that you have that feeling of, is this all there is? You only get a brief glimpse of that occasionally in the day. So it fle- it's fleeting, it, but it's sucking on your soul, and then you have to get up and go to that grind again. Does that make sense? So, so yeah, what are you asking I'm exactly? Asking that, is the reason that people prolong that feeling and that sucking of the soul of being not in the right career field or that, that after that 22-year period mm-hmm. and feeling, okay, I've, I've been in the meat grinder for this many years, and I, I'm not living in my purpose. I've drifted off course. But because they haven't kept focus and they haven't course corrected, just like an airplane traveling, they haven't course corrected day to day or week to week towards their goals because every morning they get up and hit that grind again. I, mm-hmm. I think your career automatically, because as you just said, you spend so much time there, it becomes part of your identity. So when you do start having that calling, it's hard to realize and to let go of that identity and to transition. Would you, do you have anything to add to that? Of course. Yeah. (laughs) You've hit it. You've hit it. Um, Because what happens is at least, and, and I'm not just speaking from theory, it's also my own story. Um, and it comes back to the ego and identity. We are so identified by our jobs. Our careers and lives are so intertwined. We are so identified by our jobs and also by our titles. And I think the ego is hurt more by the loss of a title than the loss of the regular income. And this is where people struggle because we have this expression in in Belgium. It's called uh, metro boulot dodo. It means you get up, you take the metro. Boulot means you go to the work and dodo means you sleep. And we fall into this cycle and we forget about where we are because we, we get everything we need. We get money, we get stability, we have the title, until something goes wrong. And that's what I meant with the step change and the incremental change. But many people, they don't need that external trigger, but they are not brave enough. They are not bold enough. They don't have that courage to make that move for themselves. And that's where they get stuck. And that's when they come to career coaches because they're miserable with themselves. You, you are speaking my story. I don't, I don't know if you know this, but I, at 38 years old, I heard this voice inside that was saying, Jana, there's something bigger and better for you. Go find it. And I did not want to hear this voice. And the more I tried to suppress it, the more this voice started mm-hmm. acting out in my body and my body started breaking down and I started having anxiety. I wasn't able to sleep. I mean, it, it was really weird, but I had the the career that I thought 
I always dreamed of. I was Jana Banana on Real Radio 104.1. And it wasn't until I let go of that identity and finally quit my job that I I started to find what I could be, which is what I'm becoming, and it is bigger and better. Mm. But in that six-year process, uh, there was a depression, and it... It was letting go of that identity, which had was tied to my ego, as you just said. And there was mm-hmm. a grieving process of letting go completely and then trying to remember who am I and what is it that I want to do, trying to reimagine who do I want to become and then aligning what my talents and my gifts were. I I really could have used you six years ago. Where were you? (laughs) I was probably going through the same thing. Yes. Right. But you know what? Through it all, I am so grateful because as you said earlier, I feel like I'm one of the lucky ones. I literally had the opportunity to turn my my soul inside out and I had the opportunity to mm-hmm. dig through limiting beliefs and really ask myself some tough questions and get out of my own way so that I could pursue what I'm on this earth to do. What is your advice on giving clients that come to you? Uh, how, how do you start directing them in finding their purpose? It's a tricky question because everyone comes from a different place. But as a general rule, and you just talked about limiting beliefs and all of that, as a general rule, I would not give advice to begin with. So I would work with that client to ensure that they regain some level of confidence, first of all. Secondly, we also spoke about values and alignment, and that's pretty, it seems simple, but it's pretty difficult to find that level of alignment. And thirdly, is clarity. I think until that, many people say go for clarity first, but if you find the confidence first, then the clarity will come. And with those three factors, Clarity, confidence, and alignment, not necessarily in any order. With those three, I think pretty much that can be accelerated, of course, with the help of coaches and mentors and advisors. But if you don't have those three, then you might end up taking a pretty long time to get out of that situation. Yeah, and you, and you definitely will miss some things in your blind spot. And that's the biggest thing for me is noticing how much we save time when we actually do make that investment in ourselves and have a coach. I mean, that's that's why every sports team that's worth anything has a coach on the floor. They have a coach up in the stands. They've got a coach in the sky. It's so true. Yeah, you're, you're watching from, from every, every angle. angle. Yeah, because I mean, you look at even our story. If yeah. we would have had a coach that could have told us, okay, what you're going through is normal, yep. and this is what you're probably going to experience next. Let me walk you through a quicker path. And, and let me ask you the questions that may start helping you 
start seeing a yeah. bigger picture. We all we kind of all have the same questions. We just have different answers because we're we've lived different journeys. And in my case, I I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I it goes back to the identity thing. You know, I I was well known. You know, I was Jana Banana on the radio. So then when I didn't have that identity, I was ashamed that nothing immediately took its place. And so then I went into a depression and that even got worse because I cut myself oh, off from everybody. And then when I would see people in the grocery store and they, they would say, oh, Jana, what are you up to these days? You're like, what and am I, I going to tell them? I'm a, I'm a dog you mom? <laughs> yeah, I didn't have a, an answer for that. And so then it just, I then I stopped going to the grocery store. I was like, you know what? I'll have my groceries delivered from right. now on. <laughs> so it just became a perpetual cycle. All right, so here's the thing. How, what what would you tell someone who is really holding on to that job they just don't like? Yeah, they're a trapeze artist, and they're, <laughs> they feel like there's no net. Yes. They're and they, between skyscrapers up there, and they're just hanging on, white-knuckling to, to something that they hate. That's, you can just see the blood draining out of them. They look like just a wrinkled soul. And they're heading to destruction. You can see it. They've come to you. Or even they're not even coming to you because they're just letting their life waste away. But what would you tell them? Or how, what? Okay, you write in my copy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, indeed. What, what would you say to someone like that? Well, first, I'll, I'll just like to go back with what uh, Yana said in terms of the identity again, because... I thought I was alone in terms of LinkedIn, for example. It took me so long to drop that title. And, you know, I could have just changed it or I held on to that title for at least nine months. And now I see with my clients, they do the same. So just that identity out there for people, it's such a... a it's so deep within us that just to change some letters, it hurts. So coming back to what, if you just repeat the question, sorry, I missed the last bit. Yes. What would I tell someone? Yes. So someone who is saying, you know, I just, I, I can't let go of my job. I can't, I hate my job. I hate going mm. to my job every day. I, I complain. I, I complain about my job every single night when I yep. get home. However, there, I just, and I'd rather die Sunday night than get up Monday morning. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, in fact, here's, here's the kicker Sunday night when, when 60 minutes comes on in television the US, in yeah. the United States, we have this one TV show. It's called 60 minutes and it starts out and goes. Yeah. It sounds like a clock winding yeah. down to an explosion. You can hear a <laughs> clock and many times people will say, oh my gosh, when I hear 60 minutes, come on, I can feel the weight of work start to just literally come on my shoulders. And, and what they're really saying is, I don't want to go to work on I Monday I morning. Mm -hmm. end. I don't want work to happen. But they are so terrified of... I mean, there's so many other jobs in the world. And and as a coach, I hear people say, well, there's all sorts of excuses that they give me of why they need to hold on to that job. Yeah. 
Yeah. So what I what I do in in those cases where people do come and and it happens at any age, because um, you know people feel it. But the ones who are speaking up, what what I advise is never to leave your job. But that doesn't right away. I want to say, but that doesn't mean that you cannot explore different possibilities. The possibilities are always there, and with your coach with your mentor, you can enter into that world where you can have that dream, you can have that fantasy, you can talk about your passions, you can talk about the fact that you're not happy, that you're not aligned with what you're doing. You can talk about everything and that space that I create and other coaches create with their clients, that is so precious because it's not the same conversation you would have with your your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend or even your parents. So you need to be able to find that person who would actually create that space through the powerful questioning, for example, for you to be able to explore your possibilities. You, seriously, I quit my job without a plan. That was the one thing that I did incorrectly. If I if if I had to look back at what I did, that's where my path took mm-hmm. a a downward spiral. So exactly what you said. Uh, come up with a plan and you you can start coming up with different possibilities. You can kind of ease your way into a different identity or or tweak the one that you have. But but that looking at my story, that's where I think that my my life took a downward turn. Yeah, and without a personal coach or mentor, because mm-hmm. you have to have those different sets of frameworks to look through. Because mm-hmm. like just like you just said, Alicia, if you're talking to your friends, you're talking to your parents, you're talking to your circle. Or your husband. Yeah, you're going to get those same answers and those same responses that you've always gotten. And one of the things that one of my coaches actually pushed through my filters is gratitude. And that changed the whole scope of all my lenses through my family, my friends, my faith, my everything, everything in my life. And when, and actually the coach is sitting next to me in this podcast room. So (laughs) when we look at life through a, a lens of gratitude, it's a different ball game. And that's where your coach can kind of filter you through if you if you have to stay in that job or if you want to start looking. You can for be grateful purpose. for the job you have, yeah, but you, you can, can also start looking for other opportunities or different. When you hit different that gratitude plat, that level, then opportunities just start going nuts. <laughs> yeah. So, Alicia, how do people find you? If they want to work with you, how, how do they find you? Well, I am uh, international, so I'm not limited to uh, Belgium. That's first of all. Um, I am on LinkedIn, so you can look after my profile, Alicia.ali. Alicia Ali, sorry, PhD after my name. Then I have my website, which is alicia-ali.com. And of course, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram and all the other platforms. We will definitely have all that in the show notes. And so, and so, just to just to tidy this up in a nice little bow, 
If you had to put a title after your name now, Alicia Ali, what do you do for people? How do you help people? I help people beyond the obvious. So even if they came to me to help them to find a new job, it would just not be your classical resume interview preparation. I always start with the person. Uh, that self-inventory, um, shall I say, self-rediscovery. And when you do that, what you do is not only prepare someone for a job, but you prepare them to always be ready for their next move, whether that's in career. We also change our lifestyles. So it's helping them to be ready. So what, when I work with a client, it's about sustainable transformation. And I do that in three dimensions. I help them to be more, to become whatever they want to become, uh, to lead more, and also to live more. So it's not just about the job. Oh, I love that. Be ready for your next move with Alicia Ali. Unique You Careers. If you're in a transition, make sure you get a coach. That's my advice. Living lucky. Thanks for being here. Keep living lucky.